This is Erin Woodruff, and you are listening to the Time is on Your Side podcast, episode 28. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new week, and happy Monday. I cannot believe that the year is going by so quickly. There are so many things I want to get done before the end of the year, and I'm sure everybody is in the same boat, so... Hopefully, we can all learn together and get as much as we can done while still enjoying the weather, our families, the holidays, and all of the other wonderful things that are happening right now. Today, I want to talk about failure and celebrating failure. By the time this episode airs, this day will be long past, but last week, I was driving in the car and I heard on the radio for the first time about International Failure Day. And I put it in my calendar and I will be celebrating it every year here on out. And the radio announcers just went briefly over it about what International Failure Day is. And I loved it so much that I thought about it the rest of the day and days later, I've been thinking about it, so I want to do a whole podcast episode dedicated to it because I love the idea so much and I think all of us could be a little better about embracing failure and celebrating failure. International Failure Day is on October 13th, so mark your calendars, October 13th every year. It was created by some students at a university in Finland because they've realized in their studies that Finland, compared to the rest of the world, had a lack of startups and entrepreneurs in their country. So these students realized that maybe it wasn't typical for their country's heritage and general approach to living in society as starting up companies and being entrepreneurs. And there was a lot of stigma about it. And so these students decided that they were going to make a day called failure day and they would celebrate it. So the first year that they celebrated it, there was only a handful of students. And the first time it was celebrated was in 2010. After they celebrated in 2010, they got a ton of media publicity. And in the year leading up to the next time they wanted to celebrate, they had a lot more interest, a lot more people celebrating it. And then the third year they celebrated it, they had people in 17 different countries celebrating with them. And now it is recognized as an international day, a global holiday all about celebrating failure. The idea around this day is to spread the argument that making mistakes and failing is normal and it's really valuable and it's essential to our growth and success. International Failure Day encourages people to try new things, even daring things. It motivates and inspires others to succeed through sharing stories of successful people and their own failures on their way. I think one of the biggest questions that all of us have maybe is why should we celebrate failure or how can I celebrate failure? And 
the first thing that comes to mind is that it's a normal part of growth. It's very normal. And failures are inevitable for anyone taking any sort of risk. Depending on who you are, your level of risk might be higher than someone else's, but you are still taking risks and you're putting yourself in harm's way of failing, even if it's just harm's way of emotional failure, right? Anytime we want to build a new relationship, we're putting ourselves out there for an opportunity to fail at forming a relationship and a bond with somebody. One of the biggest examples of failure, I think, that we hear repeatedly is Thomas Edison and the development of the light bulb. He failed over a thousand times before he finally got the end product that he was looking for. Another great example that I really see prevalent in my life every single day is watching my baby grow and develop. She fails every single day. So many times every day, I am just so shocked, but I never tell her when she falls down to never get back up because she's never going to learn how to run. She walks fine now and pretty much can get anywhere she wants, but running, she's right on the verge of it. And when she gets too excited and starts running too fast, she loses focus of what she's doing or maybe what ground she's running on. So she falls and smacks her hands and sometimes her face, which is not great, but she repeatedly hurts herself in some way every single day. If you have a toddler, it is one of the most dangerous phases of development and learning because they are so anxious, but their minds are going faster than their little bodies can. And there's always bumps and bruises And it's just a part of life and it's part of failing. But us as parents, we know it's actually really important for them to keep getting up every single time they fall down because that's the only way that they're going to learn how to maintain balance, how to manage their own body when they're running, how to learn about momentum and inertia and all of the other wonderful things we just slowly developmentally learn over time. Just the other day, we spent some time with one of my nieces, who is Hannah's cousin, and she is two months older than Hannah. And because of that, she's just developmentally a little bit ahead. And every single time we spend time with this little niece, Hannah watches her so intently and she observes everything that she does and says. She's really starting to talk. And Hannah really hasn't had an interest in verbally communicating. And May will talk and really interact. And the way she goes up and down stairs is different. And I can see Hannah observing her. And within a week after we see May every single time, Hannah starts doing behaviors differently because she has been watching someone else her size do something a little bit better than she has been doing it right now. She heard May talking and communicating with us, mimicking our sounds and copycatting us. She saw May going up and down the stairs, holding to the wall and the railing on the stairs rather than crawling on her hands and knees. There's so many tiny little things. And so when we think about failure, failure is actually 
created to motivate us to move forward. It is designed to where we watch someone else doing something that maybe we want to do. Maybe we watch them fail. Maybe we don't. But we recognize that it's something we want to do. And so we are actually more willing to put ourselves at the risk of failing because we want to be where they are. That's just how Hannah observes May going up and down the stairs, not using her hands and knees. She has already attempted to go up and down the stairs without crawling, but just using the wall, using the railing. Has she been 100% successful? No, she has not. And it's just a normal developmental part. So rather than thinking about failure as a huge setback, it really is there to motivate us and to inspire us to look to those people who are where we want to be and to learn from their journey and to embrace our own failures along the way because we can know for ourselves that we can get to the other side. Personally, I really think that celebrating failure is not the norm. The more we can celebrate our own failures and the failures of the people around us, I think the more they will celebrate and the more excited they will be because they will understand they're making forward progress too. We can also learn from people who have already failed and achieved really phenomenal things. People like Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, they all failed before they achieved success. And too often, I think it's easy to look at and dismiss them as one in a millions or maybe thinking that we don't have the persistence to get where they went. But I also don't think we have the same desires that they have either. For me, I really like baking and making cakes. And a few years ago, I decided to start venturing into the world of fancy cake making, like tall circle cakes. And that was really fun and it is still really fun. But I think back on my first cakes that I made and wow, they were special. There were some awful things that happened, things I didn't understand about cake making. There are so many things now that I wish I knew then in my cake making days of the early days. I will be posting pictures of some of my biggest cake fails on Instagram this week because for me, that will be one way of celebrating failure with all of you. If in some way it can be encouraging to you to try something new, I think that is the best part about any of my failures because they happen all the time. And people who know me now and eat my cakes now, they think that it's always been that way. But I have made some massive failures and mistakes along the way. I'm still not as good as I want to be, but I'm still working. Every single time I make a cake, I get a little bit better. And that is so great. And I actually really do celebrate my failures and learn from them. 
And with cake, they are so delicious. And so regardless, I'm celebrating the failure by eating the cake and by still really enjoying it rather than picking apart and being so down on myself that it wasn't exactly what I wanted to create. I hope we can all learn to celebrate failure a little bit better and enjoy the growth and expansion that failure brings to our life. We get so much better when we fail. We become so much better when we fail. And that is just the best part about living is that we know we can do it and we know we can get over those failure hurdles when they do come up. The more we fail, the easier it is to celebrate and the easier it is to take what we've learned and move forward. I hope you have a wonderful week. Celebrate your failures. Let me know what they are and have a great Monday. Did you know your personality usually has an effect in how you do things, especially when it comes to time management and communication? I have built a quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert and extrovert spectrum. In the results, you'll see where you can leverage your own natural abilities to become so much better at time management. Go to my website, erinwoodruffcoaching.com, and you can find the quiz right on my homepage.